0: Something to say. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorsett, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or my sort of new book, The Chain, which I'm putting the revised chapters up on Wattpad and soon on ProjectShadow.com because I'm completely revamping the website. There's going to be a lot of stuff up there. So much stuff. So much work. Well, since you clicked on this episode, I'm pretty sure you know what we're going to be talking about today, but just in case you just let it play, today we're going to be talking about why sci-fi fantasy conventions matter, and and I'm not talking necessarily about Comic-Con here, and I really have a lot to say on that. Okay, but before we do, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does Help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the better chance we have of building a community together. And honestly, that's why I do this. So, hi, let's talk about conventions. Now, I have told some of these stories before, so some of you who have been around for a while might recognize some of these stories, but What's the point of having a story if you're not going to share it? Conventions are such an important thing. They are a community unto themselves. They are a world unto themselves. I started going to conventions... Oh, forever ago. My first convention was Shore Leave 10. And let's see, this year is Shore Leave 41. So that would be, what, 31 years ago? I went to my first convention, I just went for one day. It was a miraculous experience for two reasons. And if my parents knew the second one, I probably would not have been allowed to go, or go back to any of the others. See, a friend of mine's mother vouched that she would take us to the convention, that she would stay with us all day. And she didn't. She dropped us off, she made sure we got our badges made sure we had money for lunch and dinner, and then she went off to do stuff and then came back to pick us up that night. So it was freedom. It was a wonderful, glorious place of freedom. So if I started going to these conventions 31 years ago, and I'm 42, that means I would have been, what, 11 at my first convention? And me and two of my friends had the whole run of the place to ourselves. And it was amazing. It was wonderful. It was magical. It was such a fun experience. Because one, we had freedom. Which was something that, you know, when you're that age, you don't get to experience that often. And I got to go to the panels. And I got to meet celebrities that I had so much love for. And all these other things happened. But the thing that really makes conventions magic is all the people that I met. Because this is where I think people get conventions wrong and why I have ought against the Comic-Cons. I've been to a couple Comic-Cons. I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con because, yeah, I I just don't have time for that. (laughs) Like, even if I had the money to get out to San Diego, uh, that just seems like much more of a hassle than anything that I would want to do. But I have been to a couple other Comic-Cons around the country. I have a few fun stories from them. But for the most part, I didn't find them all that exciting. And I'm not saying that this is true for all comic conventions, nor am I saying that this is true for everything that uses the branding Comic-Con. But over the years, I've been to quite a few conventions, and I've learned that there are several types. The one that you want to look out for is the fan-run convention. Those are the ones that have the highest likelihood... Of being fun. Because that's what you should be going for is the fandom. Now, don't get me wrong, I've been to conventions that had celebrities at it that it was amazing to get to meet. I got to meet Mark Leonard and Major Barrett and Garrett Wong and so many people over the years. I got to sit at a bar with. Oh my goodness. Oh. want to call him Ronan because that's what i knew him out as at the time but yeah with jason momoa i i have had drinks with the head of the klingon high council i i have i have had a just a multitude of wondrous ex- experiences and adventures with the various celebrities that go to these things but they oh the the John Delancey is one of the greatest experiences I've ever had at a convention, especially because I was young at the time and he snuck into the dealer's room and it was all kinds of things. If you ever want me to tell that story in full out, well, I will talk about John Delancey at length because he's an amazing guy. But yeah, those are fun things and those are wonderful things. But the thing that you should look for in any convention that you go to is... How much fan involvement is there? Because, yeah, the celebrities are nice. Getting to meet your favorite writers are cool sometimes. Because sometimes they turn out to be great disappointments. Sometimes the celebrities turn out to be big disappointments. And, oh, I could tell you some stories there. But the main thing that a convention is good for is getting to meet other people like you. Other people in your fandom. And it's the closest you will get as an adult to being a kid again. And I don't mean that from the point of view of it's like high school or it's like elementary school or it's like being on the playground or because these things are for kids. It's because a good convention, a well-run convention, is one of the few places that you can go to where you know you have at least one thing in common with almost everyone that you meet. Especially when they're focused conventions. Most of the conventions that I go to nowadays are media conventions, but I'm looking at going to a couple others. Hopefully, Lord willing, and The Creek Don't Rise, I'll be able to add more conventions to the schedule in the not-too-distant future. But it's the people. There are people that I have known and had amazing relationships with for decades now that I met at these conventions that I met at these places and we were able to start talking instantly like you did when you were a kid because it's well I don't like quoting Seinfeld because he's become kind of a jerk lately I almost said a bad word um it's that wonderful thing that from the uh, TV show where he says, remember when you were a kid it was so easy to make a friend? He's like, oh, you like ping pong? I love ping pong. We're friends now. <laughs> it's not quite that simple? But you meet somebody and you know, oh, you're here because you like Star Trek? I'm here because I like Star Trek. We automatically have something that we can talk about. Oh, this is a panel on Steven Universe. I love Steven Universe. We automatically have something we can talk about. Oh, you love The Expanse? I love The Expanse! Now we have something we can talk about. Conventions are the ultimate icebreakers between people because you are there because of a shared love for something else. And there are very few things that you can attend in your life that have a similar connotation to them. And I would pretty much limit it to church and concerts. You know? You're there because you like something, and you have that in common. There are very few of these events that we can go to, especially as adults, because you go to a bar, and yeah, you all might be there because you like drinking, but, you know, people other than a certain class that you know who they are don't like sitting around talking about how much they like a particular beer, beverage, or spirit. It's not a natural conversation starter being at a convention, you'll see somebody in a t-shirt, and you can remark on the t-shirt, you can remark on the costume, you can... you have natural conversation starters. And as your relationships grow at the conventions, then you start meeting more people, and more people introduce you to other people, and it just grows and develops into some of the tightest friend networks that I have. And here we are. So the first and primary reason that these are important we have to find ways to reach out to other people and get out of just being on the internet and conventions are great places for fans to gather and for fans to meet each other in the flesh and share in those things that they have in common And once those relationships get started, you never know what other things you may have in common. And I know it seems like I'm belaboring the point there, but you really can't underestimate how wonderfully freeing it is, especially for somebody like me who is an introvert, to know that you're a place where you have at least something in common with the people around you that you can have a conversation about and that you can connect over. It's magic. The other reason that sci-fi fantasy conventions are important is the thing that I buried at the beginning of this story. Like I said, I was about 11 years old when I attended my first convention. And I've shared some of my experiences as a child, And as in (laughs) over the years on this podcast, I've always been rather introverted. I have always had an issue with my sexuality and my gender, and I've always been rather closed off and found it difficult to talk to people. Being a kid at one of these conventions, knowing that I could talk to people about the things that I loved, be it Star Trek, Star Wars... Whatever the big movie of the summer was Was so freeing And liberating And I could meet other kids my age And be free To me that's the one thing that I remember most About those early conventions And one of the things that I still experience at them now They're one of the few places that I can go to Where you feel that freedom because you're not going to be judged on your appearance, or rarely judged on your appearance. I've, I've rarely seen that happen. Because everybody is there just to have fun. And when you're almost cripplingly shy. Because I was curious about going, but if it wasn't for my other two friends who pretty much dragged me there... I probably wouldn't have gone. And I remember I was sitting in a line to get an autograph. And I can't remember who it was at the time. Right off the top of my head. I could look it up, but um, it's not important to the story. The line was moving really slow, so we all just kind of sat down and on the floor and just kind of scooted forward as the line moved. Because the people were actually talking taking a moment to talk to and not just sign the picture or whatever and, put you know, move along, move along. And I noticed that the person next to me had a copy of a book that I was reading. And I would never have done this in real life. And I really do feel like conventions are some strange fantasy land that you run off to, but I never would have done this in real life. But I looked over and I was like, well, where are you in the book? And they told me and we started talking about it because they were around the same place I was in the book at the time. And we just started talking and we had this wonderful conversation that lasted for probably 30 minutes or more as we went through this line up to get our autographs and we were in line to see the same person and we talked about how much we liked their work and it was one of those moments that has stuck with me all these years later and I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of the conversation because it doesn't matter in you know here but for someone like me who just didn't do that who just didn't connect with people Experiencing that level of liberation, that level of freedom, knowing at that time that I wanted to one day be a writer, and so I could go to these panels and see these writers that I looked up to and that I respected, and I would follow them around with a clipboard that I had brought with me with paper on it and take notes on everything they said, and just, they must have despised me. I mean, I pestered them with questions because I wanted to know every little thing That I could because one day I wanted to grow up and be like them. I wanted to grow up and be a writer. I wanted to tell stories that people loved. And as a child, getting to meet those people and getting to interact with them and getting to hear their advice and getting to just have conversations and jokes with them. You know, well, I doubt he remembers me because he meets so many people and we've met a couple times over the years, but you know, the, the lasting effect that people like Peter David have had on me, because whether or not he knows or remembers me, I know him. And over the years, we've had many conversations that have affected how I do everything. And the reason I say that is, you know, we kind of move in different circles, so we've never, we haven't hung out together in probably 10, 15 years. So, you know, I doubt I'm somebody that he would actively remember nowadays. But, you know, that's, that is more empowering than I can even explain to you. Because I could see that it was possible to live my dream. It was possible to do the things that I wanted to do and meet people and get advice from them on how to do it. Now, don't get me wrong conventions aren't all sunshine and roses I've got stories I could tell about conventions that I went to that were terrible or where certain personalities clashed or somebody that I was responsible for hosting panels with did terrible dastardly evil things that they were judged for and we were all judged for along with him so they're not all perfect And don't think that I'm saying that. But I've never in my life been to a place that has made me feel as free, as open, and as able to talk to people as when I'm at a convention. And that opened me up as a child and helped me to learn how to socialize better, which was something that I always had difficulty with. And helped me make friends throughout high school. And has helped me so much over the years. And I don't think conventions get the reputation that they deserve. Because it's easy for people on the outside to make fun of people who show up in costume. And who do cosplay. And who are so into something. But it's no different from sports. Sports. It's just my sports happen to be scripted. It's I guess you could say it's like WWE, right? Because we don't make fun of them for dressing up as the mascot or painting themselves in the colors or tailgating or doing fantasy football or any of those things that go along with sports. But somehow, when it's about a book, or a TV series, or a movie franchise, it's different. Because society likes to point out differences. It likes to other people, so uh, so we can feel superior. When the real truth behind everything is none of us are superior to anyone else. We all have good, bad, some of us have terrible sides, but none of us are really better than others. And we tell these stories where we other people and we make fun of people as a way to pretend that we're better than they are. And it was easy for the mainstream for such a long time to do that to people who went to conventions and I think it was much easier to do that before Comic-Con became the cool thing and so far it's still in that category and we'll see how long it stays there but conventions are a place to meet people to make lifelong connections and to build up our network of friends to find other people who passionately love the things that we passionately love and that's why I love them and I'm probably going to talk about fandom and stuff this week leading up to vacation. I'm going to be at... It's not really vacation because I'm going to be working all weekend. But um, I'm going to be at Shore Leave 41, just north of Baltimore in Maryland, in Hunt Valley, Maryland, from July 12th to the 14th. You can find out more over at Shore-Leave.com. They've got a lot of celebrities coming. They've got a lot of... of Writers who are gonna be there. They've got a filk track, they've got a gaming track. I'm probably gonna be running the LGBT stuff because that's what I do when I'm there usually. So I said I'm gonna kind of be working. Also hosting a couple of parties. It's gonna be a lot of fun. If you're gonna be in the area, I'd love to meet you. Definitely come out and say hi. Not usually hard to find. <laughs> Alright, if you haven't already, please Oh, wait, before I get into all that Next week's podcast may be sporadic Um, I'm going to try to take the podcast with me on the road Anchor allows me to record wherever I am And I think that that could be fun Especially since I'm going to be meeting with a bunch of people And whatnot, and see if I can get them to be on the show And, I don't know, it's going to be a bit more freewheeling next week So look forward to that. We'll see how that works. But I thought I would do my best to do that. But episodes may be spotty next week because, you know, we're going to be traveling and going around and doing a bunch of stuff. Anywho, if you haven't already, please rate this podcast wherever you're listening to it. It does help out a lot. If you get a buck, you can throw our way in the show notes. You'll find a link to both my Patreon and the community support tab. That helps out a lot. That, that That's how I make my money. So if you can join the project, please do. It helps out immensely. If you don't have the money or don't feel like giving right now, don't worry about it. It's all right. I understand. I live in the place of no money. Um, but if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I'm cedwerson on both. You can find links to everything that I do and so much more over at projectshadow.com, which is getting a facelift and a whole bunch of stuff going up over there. Anywho, until next time, don't forget to have the fun.